Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Amory Score. I am Jackson. I am joined by Molly. Hi. We are here to continue. Fucking okay. I made my. That's it. That five seconds with my top level of enthusiasm, and I'm dead again. We're here to continue. I know, we're here to continue our cursed journey through the comic In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3, one of the many Coheed and Cambria works that we have to go through. Uh, we like the music a lot. This comic is fucking bad, and we're here to explain it, as yep. we have done many episodes prior. If you're just joining us, you should probably you should probably go back, because you're going to have no fucking idea what's going on. Get the deep now, lore. That is not necessarily a guarantee that if you have listened <laughs> from the start up until now that you will know what's going on. I don't, I make no promises there, but it's more likely. It's, you have a better chance of understanding what's happening if you have uh, examined the, the other content, but no promises will be made. Uh, and yes. it's really up to you to really understand. Last time, in, like, issue eight of the comic, everyone got together and decided the plot should begin. <laughs> Let's do it now. Let's do- we're almost- oh no, there's only four issues left. We must plot. Yep, they finally, uh, coheed- no. Nope. Claudia- <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. Finally, Claudia and Belina and Al met up and are like, we're gonna get in the, uh, Valorium Camper. Because the songs are called the Camper Valorium, but the mm-hmm. ship is called the Valorium Camper. We have confirmation on this. I'm okay it with that. It is confirmed. And after just farting about on Shiloh's 10 for about eight issues, they finally hooked up and are gonna go do some things and make a plot happen. So On the other half of Shiloh's 10. On the other half of Shadows <laughs> 10, yes, because this isn't actually the plot that the album's about. This is some other bullshit that we're going to be dealing with in this issue. So we begin... Where do we begin? I'm going to hand, hand this this opening off to you. We begin in Nuo Aiken's backyard, where Claudio oh, still sitting with the good dog Apollo. Uh, and he's he's being very poetic for whatever reason. Um, but we he reminds us that his plan is to go rescue uh, Cecil, if you remember Cecil from uh, the first album. He's one of the stars, uh, and they have heard that they are speeding up star execution to Powerhouse Atlantic. So he's going to go save Cecil and no one else. Uh, they, they go over in their ship, and then we cut over to Wilhelm Ryan. And finally... Yes! Finally! He's back! The return of Mayo... Oh, it's so good. We have this, like, amazing panel of House Atlantic overseeing, like, the city below uh, or wherever that is. I think that's on Apathy Prime, um, but it might not be. I I think so, but I cannot confirm. Where is House Atlantic? It's out there. Not Atlanta. Not where's a good house in Atlanta, Google. (laughs) God, it's like you don't even know me. Uh, House Atlantic is located in Sector 1 of Heaven's Fence. That's not helpful. That's not it. It's not, it's not fucking helpful. Um, uh, yes, yes, okay, yes. Abbey Prime is one of the 78 worlds of Heaven's Fence. It is the capital of Sector 1, and it's where uh, House Atlantic is. So, anyway, House Atlantic it. has has this fantastic panel, like, above a city. Uh, it looks very good. It looks very evil. It has this massive purple beam of light above it. Yeah. Uh, and it's silhouetted in the background. Um and then you have these like ridiculous Batman panels of uh, Wilhelm Ryan now with like wearing his Thanos gear to to you know not just be a weird 
now that he's not just a weird blue warp man (laughs) yeah the blue warp man and he he and uh mayo are having some having some schemes some scheming yeah uh ryan asks mayo if the narrows have overrun goddard dam and mayo's like uh how did you arrange that like you announced the planet as a target uh, I assumed that you were just going to drop the Red Army in. Uh, and Ryan goes, yeah, I was gonna, but then it just happened. Yeah, Ryan just says, like, uh, yes, that was my intention to unleash the Red Army upon them. Uh, and then Mayo's like, so wait, the Narrow's Assault was... And Ryan just goes, pure happenstance. But that, General, is one of the benefits of being a god. <laughs> like, I'm a mm. god, so it happened my way. And I'm yes. like, you know what, I can't fault you. I can't fault you on this, Ryan. That Everything just enough. keeps happening for you, guy. So something's happening. And Mayo's like bowing, like as you command, my lord, like doing the full Vader, because Mayo's the best. Yep. God. The the way that they are drawn in silhouette with like Mayo's eye like glowing, it's very cool. Yeah, Mayo looks very cool, and it's unfortunate that this is some of the last few panels we see him in this comic. I know, but it, just appreciate him for now. He's, He's here. The days of. He's here. The boy is here. But wait, what's this? <laughs> could there be one more boy? <laughs> what What other boy could possibly be in House Atlantic? I, well, I don't know. What boy could be in House Atlantic? Well, um, uh, Mayor Bowles and Ryan enters a room. Ryan enters a room uh, and starts talking to the computer, which is like, all is well, Lord Ryan. Energy from Sea Revity continues to flow into my circuitry. I am, uh, that is my vocalization of the fonts they've mm-hmm. used. They've used Very the good. computer speaking font. Uh, and then on the next page, we get this fantastic fucking reveal panel. <laughs> it's Crom. It's Crom. It's Crom. House Atlantic and Crom are one and the same. He is hooked up by wires, like by these bioorganic wires, the remains of Crom's like upper half, because he got fucking owned by Coheed's blades in the last comic. He did. So he got wrecked he, as shit. He got wrecked as shit, and he has been. Uh, restored and all of his organs are like plugged into the computer of House Atlantic and now House Atlantic itself is part of Crom. They are one and the same. It is a sentient evil place run by his old evil bodyguard that lives <laughs> as its sentient computer dumb shit. God, the villains are so much cooler than the good guys. <laughs> the villains are so good in this comic. Um, Crom is great. Uh, so he's up there and Ryan is saying, listen, nothing is going to interrupt the power flow. Don't worry about it. Uh, as long as it doesn't occur before a certain level of power is reached, it's of a noble consequence. And if it does, well, the prize will do the rest. Uh, and Krom asks, but what if they should attack you? And Ryan just goes, what if my dear Krom, I'm counting on it. I assure you the Death Star will be quite operational when they arrive. (laughs) Uh, is uh, Ryan just full on doing that at this point yep. I forget the actual yeah but that's his deal anyway we cut back to these fucking idiots in the Valorium camper uh, so th- they yeah, they have some banter yeah they have some banter um, it is noticed that like uh, Ambeline is like there's something wrong with this ship there's something like really bad here Um, and Al tries to like play it off by like yeah this used to be like a slaver ship i picked it up cheap that's probably what you're picking up and emily is like yeah like i guess but still it doesn't feel great uh and then claudio's like there's the there's the place there's the people farm 
That's yeah, where we gotta like, go. Everyone else is having these like foreshadowing conversations about the actual plot, and then uh, Claudia's like, "There, that's where my friend is. We have to save him. Everyone, a, we actually have to do a thing to make this comic happen." <laughs> Please, God, do a thing. So they uh, fly over the camp, and it's completely empty. Everyone has been taken to uh, this massive sacrificial like keywork chamber, where all of the stars, who are these like aliens, are being led uh, to this chamber where they will be converted down to pure keywork energy in order to power Crom, <laughs> who is yeah. House Atlantic. Because all of the power of House Atlantic is like running, or all of the power of the keywork is being harnessed by Ryan through Chrome into House Atlantic for reasons unknown of some mischievous plan that is, as he assures us, quite operational. <laughs> it's so quite operational. It's ready it's to quite go. Operational. It's ready to go. Uh, and so they're just leading all of these, uh, all of the stars who are kept in this labor camp to this slaughter evil power chamber, and it's fucking it's. Comics about some heavy shit because yeah. it likes to be like, oh, you know what's edgy? Genocide. Everything. God. Yeah, so they're going to do that. We see the big panel of everybody being led into that chamber, and then we cut back to the ship where it is now being attacked by an enemy ship. So uh, Sizer runs out and says, like, listen, open the hatch, let me go. Uh, he jumps out of there, and he turns into the big monster man, and now he has a big metal arm that doesn't get covered in his gross flesh anymore. Uh, and he jumps on this ship, and he just starts screaming, Mayo, are you in there? Hey, Mayo. Me. me. It's me. Where is Mayo? He needs Mayo. Where's Mayo? Uh, he wants to kill Mayo for torturing him, I'm sure. But uh... The panel of him jumping out of the ship and, like, becoming Big Sizer is the most animal shit. It is. Yeah, there's the panel where he's, like, halfway, and then the panel where he's big. Uh, it's good. I like that part. It's okay. Yeah, I will say, he... I this comic it gets more fun, at least, from here on out. Yeah, well, the plot, the plot has begun again. There are things happening. Sizer's yeah. in a fight. They're going to get Cecil. Everything's going to happen. Uh, Al's, like, trying to do his best hand solo, being like, we have company. Th- this ain't going to be pretty. <laughs> controlling a ship. Uh, Claudio also jumps out of the ship as everyone is like, wait. Uh, and then he remembers that he can, like, become invincible and phase himself through all of, uh, you know, everything. Yeah. Uh, so he just jumps out of the ship and he starts climbing up to that uh, platform where they're loading everybody into the keywork thing. And he, as he's climbing, they start shooting down at him and he uses his special boy powers to just bounce all their shots back. Uh, and he's very powerful now. <laughs> he just can't be hurt now. Uh, he jumps up, he like throat smashes his hand into a dude's head and he's going to do this like a lot forever now. Yep, now that he has realized he can, like, uh, just do the shadow cat thing and phase in and out of people's, like, selectively. Yeah. So he, like, will phase into someone's head and then become solid in order to just destroy their brain. And that's just how he kills everyone. Yep. Because he is unstoppable. He also, like, glows uh, with the, the the green energy that he used to make that um, force field. And he can now, like, wield, wield it. And his eyes are glowing green. And he's, like, shooting it everywhere. And he's, like... Uh, the the uh, the red army like send reinforcements. Someone's trying to impede the process, uh, and he has a good uh, process. Is that what you call it? They're living beings, not batteries, and all living beings deserve to be free. So he's a hero now. He's a hero like, now. He said the hero he, words. He said the hero words. Yeah. Uh, fairly sure that's just an Optimus Prime line. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Um. 
so we get a couple more panels of him like killing stuff and he's like so the power through me seemed to be boundless at first and then the faster i used it the weaker i became and then he gets clubbed in the head by one of the dudes uh but fortunately ambelina appears with a big fuck off sword uh and just starts slicing dudes in half she doesn't appear with a big fuck off sword though the panel is far more interested in her crotch <laughs> oh boy it is the center of this panel it's just mm. everything goes to it my guy did something happened in the art here uh and so like the two the the two dueling bullshits of the art of this comic happen in these two subsequent panels we have panel one ambelina jumping in like just extreme uh focus on uh like the crotch uniform and yep. then the very next panel, sword attack, person sliced in half, very detailed entrails. <laughs> yeah, it's very gross. I still hate all of the, the killing and the, the cutting people in half in this comic, because they just really like to draw it as gross as possible. Um, And then we have the, the like payoff to this thing where Claudio's narration, to the dog, he explains to the dog... Uh, <laughs> There was so much going on, the noise of the generator, the shouts of the oncoming soldiers, all of it, that I didn't even hear Cecil calling out. I only learned about it afterwards, when it was too late. If only I had heard him, if or if only, as Ambelina said, I'd been pacing myself. But it required a mental detachment that I didn't yet have. Instead of being above the fray, I allowed myself to be controlled by it. And there's a panel of Cecil being thrown into the machine going, Claudio, I'm here, here, while he's in the middle of a fight. Yeah, uh, hey, Claudio. And in the middle of the fight, he like blasts his green energy out and destroys all the soldiers. But in so doing, fuck it. <laughs> he blasts Cecil away and knocks him into the device. Um, And so we cut to Claudio running towards the device to try and save him with Ghost Coheed behind him. You see, son, you can have the best of intentions and still kill those who are depending on you. And look... I'm gonna say that Coheed, I don't think you can lecture about this right now. I think yeah, like, one bad time too. You can't do that. Like Claudio fucked up here and wasn't paying attention, and in the fray of battle, his friend got owned in incredibly like forced pathos. Mm-hmm. But you murdered your kids multiple. You you murdered <laughs> three of your own children. You would you have killed Claudio if he came home. Ye- yeah. You you definitely fared worse, my guy. Coheed. Yeah, you you did a bad job. Um, so Claudio actually just jumps into the device. Uh, yep, he like just becomes one with the live stream. Yep, jumps into the live stream. Jumps in there, and Coheed's like, "Well, this isn't gonna end well." Uh, and Ambelina starts running away, and all the guards are like, "Hey, look, she's running away." Uh, and she's like, "Listen, don't flatter yourselves. The energy of the crow is about to come into contact with the keywork. He will kill you all." It's a line from the song. It's, it's a line from the song, The Crowing. Yeah. yeah. He's become the crowing, so I will kill you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the entire device explodes. Yeah, uh, like, the crowing comes into contact with the keywork energy, and the explosion is just massive. Uh, and he says, um, it may be fanciful, Apollo. When I'm talking to a dog, I like to preface my conversation <laughs> with the dog that it might be fanciful. I love how detailed he gets talking to this dog. How he just wants to say so many words to this dog. So many words. All the words. Words, 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 words. words, words. Uh, uh, it may be fanciful, Apollo, but there are some who claim that the explosion can be seen from one end of Heaven's Fence to the other, which is not true. It's not how explosions work. No. Shut up. 
It was the first time that the energy pulsing within me was fully unleashed, and it gave all living creatures their first true taste of the power of the crowing. And I just fucking reset my comic back to page zero. (laughs) As I did that, tried to turn the page, went to the cover, because I'm good and smart. So we cut over to Jesse, who is in the Grail Arbor. I don't know where he is now. He's just out in space. Uh, he's in space. He's doing his thing. Yeah, one of his engineers is like readings <laughs> off every scale, every chart we have, Captain. Uh, That's not how charts work. Oh, all the charts are broken. Chart all, machine broke, sir. <laughs> all the charts broke. We didn't. He, you could. You just. Okay. Anyway, uh, Jesse is just like. Was it Ryan's doing? And his engineer's like impossible to say, Captain. Whatever it was, it was massive. Ryan has power of that magnitude. Uh, and Jesse's like, uh, we're not gonna wait to find out. Let's go to House Atlantic. It's like, Jesse. Jesse, Jesse. Have you made a good decision once in your life. <laughs> uh, and now Chase is here. She's back. And she goes, that would be a mistake. And Jesse goes, I didn't ask for your opinion. Uh, let's have a conversation with his fake daughter. Uh, Chase goes, you went to the trouble of retrieving me for the prize. And Jesse just goes, for your powers, not your advice. Like, Jesse, could you chill for like one minute? Jesse, Jesse, shut the fuck up, Jesse. You made iRobots, which are, like, really smart, but you just don't want to listen to them, I guess. All right, whatever, dude. Your time with the price has made you disrespectful. (laughs) And then... And then Chase goes, who is a completely different person than this side view, because apparently they haven't designed her very well. Uh, And Chase goes... And your time without me has made you rash, as if he wasn't rash. Yeah, as if he hasn't been rash from day one. There are forces being unleashed that you can't begin to. Then he's like, I don't take orders from an iRobot, even though he himself is an iRobot. Jesse, buddy, you're an iRobot. I don't know if you know this, my friend, but you should, because you know all of this. And he goes, best speed to House Atlantic. We end this now. And Chase is like, fine, but don't complain to me when the Death Star is fully operational. Yeah, Chase is maybe the only one who's trying to make good decisions right now, because uh, Claudio makes bad decisions, <laughs> Jesse yeah, makes bad I, decisions. I paraphrase that line because, I, I, you know, but it turns out there is even more dumbness to this line. She actually says, don't complain to me uh, about it when your world comes crashing down around you. And the next page, the, the narration <laughs> is, my world had come crashing down around me, literally, as <laughs> the world comes crashing down around him because he made an explosion so big he destroyed everything. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, all of his people are okay. Uh, no soldiers in sight, though. But what about the stars? He went dead to set, like, he, like, Cecil got owned, but his explosion, like, wiped out everyone at that base, so he must have killed all the stars, He for sure too. killed the rest of the stars, right? He had to they have killed act- the rest of the stars. Yeah, they don't act like he did, but... They don't address it, but he definitely it. blew everything up. Yep. Uh, but the death of Cecil, uh, has... St- like made Claudia's will stronger as Amblin is like, who is truly responsible for his death? Whose plans are behind all of the suffering that transpires in the world? Who really bears the blame? Uh, and then Claudio goes, Wilhelm Ryan, the archmage. I utter his name and my heart is stained in hate. He will be mine to render judgment upon mine and mine alone. And then Abelina in the background holding like uh, Sizer in the fetal position <laughs> goes, good, you're finally ready. It's a very weird page. It's such a weird page. But yeah, I guess Claudio's ready to do his crowing stuff. He's He's going to do it. He's the boy. So everyone is heading to House Atlantic. Yes. The final battle is ready. The stage is set. Uh, Ryan's like, we're going to fucking own them. 
uh, Jesse's like, "Ads, ah, fine. What could be wrong? I don't need a plan. When has that backfired in the past?" <laughs> uh, so we cut to uh, Al's ship, and Ambelina is still like, "You know, the bad energy of the ship is still here. It, this sucks." Uh, and she's walking around, and she finds a door, and she's like, "Oh, this is it's weird. This door has been sealed." Uh, and she pulls it open, and we find a freezer hanging with i think there's eight bodies in here of various women yep there are eight bodies in various states of like decomposal and like being cut into uh of all the women that he's been murdering they're all here they're all they're naked. all here yep great uh and ambulina says what manner of trist- twisted mind would and then al uh hits her in the neck with that ring that we saw before and he says mine uh, and he says, I've got some other nice little toys, too. Like this handy paralytic. Shouldn't have been poking around the Valorium camper, little prize. Because when I kill you, I'll have you. Yep. And that's where this issue ends with the cliffhanger of everything was meant to be heading to the final battle. But we still have the fact that Al's a fucking monster murderer man to yep. deal with. Yep. And he's decided that Ambeline is his next target because she shouldn't have been poking around too much. Shouldn't. Yep. Should have been in his ship. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> hey by the way everybody al's the worst al the killer <laughs> is bad yeah so next time we're gonna go deal with al the killer we're gonna deal with al and ambelina because al's like i'm gonna have ambelina i'm gonna make her my murder woman again She's my murder, murder wife my murder wife. yes the murder wife the many murder wives of al the killer yeah <laughs> he's got eight so far that we see here Oh, Al. Oh, Claudio, what are you doing, bud? What you writing? What are you doing? And Peter David, also. Yeah. Get off the hook. No, you were in on this. You were in on this. You are partially responsible, both of you. (sighs) Uh, Song's good. Song's a banger. This is the second song in the Camp of Valorium series. The ship is called the Valorian Camp and the songs are called the Camp of Valorium because this is nonsense. <laughs> Who cares? Camp of Valorium sounds better. I don't give a shit. It uh, has nothing to do with anything that happened in the comic. It is like nope. the backstory of Al the Killer again. More backstory. He had yeah, a bad this breakup. Is, That's the whole thing. It's just this a is the song. twenty pages at the beginning that we talked about, where like Al pops out of the closet, and then his girlfriend is like, "Al, I got a restraining order. Go away. I'm leaving. I'm going to Connecticut." But also, Al isn't. Al the Killer in the comic is not the same as Al the Killer in the album because outside from the next song where he is very explicitly a murder man serial killer you are meant to be relating to Al the Killer you are meant to be like sympathizing with him he is the main sympathetic so I have thoughts about this song yes please I was talking to you about it and I was like I think this might actually have 
the like best lyrics of any Coheed song because it's just about being sad. It's just a song about getting into a bad relationship and being sad. It's like understandable. It doesn't have too much bullshit in terms of I'm gonna yell about nonsense that like in really arch language for uh, the whole verse. It's a bit of that, and it's got a bit where he's like, "I'm gonna murder you," but you know, you take what you can get when you're yeah. listening to Coheed. <laughs> what is Coheed Camera? You take what you can get. But like by the like, it's basically just a song about I'm very sad. I got into a relationship as a teenager with other sad people, and it went really badly. And now I'm reacting badly to that. Uh, and it, it's almost like Coheed getting self self aware. Like the the key issue of the song is Claudio going. You know, I don't relate to women very well. What's up with that? <laughs> I have I seem to have no luck with girls. What is up with that? How how could this be? Uh, and the tragic part is like there's something there there's something there in this song there's something there in the way that it like builds up to its finale and the like the way it ends um it's like actually hashtag relatable in the way that these kind of like emo songs are meant to be but it can't be that because it's actually the backstory to a serial killer on a spaceship because having feelings is hard and you have to wrap it up in seven <laughs> like you, they can't just write a song about having self-awareness and being sad and admitting mistakes they have to make it the like oh this time i felt sad instead of it being just a sad thing it's actually the backstory to the serial killer that lives inside of all of us like fuck off buddy you took the wrong lesson from all this <sighs> that said i really like the song like i didn't expect to come away loving the song as much as i did on the list i was gonna uh, say you've been re-listening to it this week and you have been so into it i'm just super into the song it's such a good song like it's a slow paced one uh it builds up to a very good climax the end is fucking excellent and also hilarious yes it's just a good song I think the first half is a little long. I think the build-up to to the good part is a little bit long. Well, yes, the verses, and there are two of them. The second one's a bit shorter, but the verses, it goes like over and over again. Those are too long. They are too long. It's too long. But yeah, overall, it's a really good song. Yeah, it's good. What are your takes on the song? 
uh, I don't have a lot of takes on the song. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not one that I would pick out to be one of the best songs on the album. Uh, it is good, but yes, it is. Um, the intro always makes me not want to listen to it anymore because it takes too long. Uh, but the back yeah. half is uh, full on good banger status. Yes, no, it as is the theme with Kohi's songs. It takes a while to get there, but when it does, it it goes hard. Yeah, that seems like what they do most of the time is that they're like, we don't know how to intro this song, but once we get to the thing, guys, I promise it's going to be great. Well, it's like they operate on the idea, which is a thing that like a lot of these kind of bands think of, like the longer and more drawn out the like gradual ramp up to the big ending is, the better the ending is itself, which isn't true. You can just go into the banger. You can just make the banger. You can just happen. make a banger. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> although I... I guess me criticizing this song is weird because I'm a big fan of the light and the glass, which we'll get to. So that's, you know, whatever. This is better than the light and the glass. Uh, I don't think so, but we'll get there. It's better. It's better than light and the glass. I don't think so. I just, that no. just doesn't seem true to me. Oh, well, that's because you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Jackson. <laughs> no problem. Crazy were the words that scribbled out your mouth. I stuttered replacing your face to those words. Yep. Where and when would I kill her? Yep. No, the, the song starts off and it's like, oh, I'm I've been fucked up by this girl. Am I gonna kill her? Like, and you're like, oh, Al the killer, calm down. And Al, please. After that, yeah. Al, fuck off, leave me alone. And then after that, there's no real relate like uh, relation to Al the killer. It's just a song about a bad, like a bad relationship. Yep. Um. So, where should I do the lyric feeding? I think I should just do the chorus. You could do chorus. Chorus is good. Uh, yes, the chorus uh, is, uh, I overheard that you were unhappy too. Misleading trust into a relationship that makes no sense over and out, Connecticut. But you had your back turned. There, as you faded away, at the end of my day, I found out. You weren't worth what I thought of you. What I thought of you. I don't think it's the the debut of Claudia's voice, but it is one of the first real prominent. Yeah, it is the first prominent. This voice will reappear in many uh, <laughs> songs in the future. So, he loves a good wah, which so is dumb, including their song they wrote about the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be god what a song what a track what a song what a song you you like this song more than me and that's okay but i like this song too that's good we yes. all enjoy the coheed the coheed the coheed is usually pretty good we have got some really good stuff ahead in the final three issues of this comic yeah final three issues of this comic mm-hmm. the final battle has some real nonsense like once Next episode yes. is going to be almost all about Al the Killer. Um, next episode is going to be just the bane of my existence. I'm going to hate every second of it, and but that's just how it are, is. But there are things in the next episode which you have to look forward to. Next episode is where it begins, where the real nonsense hits. Yeah, I do love the nonsense. The comic... As silly and bad as it is, is really fun and bad. It's fun in the worst way uh, from here on out because they just, he just goes like, let's just drop all pretense of this making sense. Let's just go. 
It's time. It's time. God, I'm excited for everything to kick off. It's going to kick off, and then we're going to do Good Apollo, and then that's going to really kick off. It's going to... Everything's about to pop the fuck off. Boy, is it. So, where can we find you on the internet, Molly? Let's end um, this podcast. Let's what, all go home. What number would you put on a Valorium Shit. camper? Um, I would put nine on Back Into Forever. I really like the song. Yeah, I was going to say eight. I almost thought you were going to go ten. I might, yeah, I couldn't tell. I guess hmm, maybe I don't know. Like the the numbers don't really matter. We don't they don't them down. We don't. Yeah, we, we don't keep to, track of it or anything. But it doesn't actually matter. No, I never like, kept we, track of it, friend. <laughs> I didn't yeah, do shit no. for this. Originally we were gonna like note them down, but then we realized, yeah, it's just kind of a gut Who fucking check. Cares. And also, then I the comic care. became like the the or part of this thing. We need mayo. We need mayo. We need mayo. Please God, I is there mayo in the next series, Jackson? Is there mayo? Uh, I have read some of the next series. There is not an abundance of mayo, but Fuck. there is some mayo. Okay. All right. That mayo is... I mean, we've... Nothing is going to be like mayo torturing Sizer ever again. Blam. Blam. Blam, 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 blam. <laughs> Where can we find you on the internet? Let's end this podcast. Let's all go home. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com where I do a bunch of other podcasts. You can find me at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck. That is good. You can find me at Headfuls Off on Twitter. You can find the other podcasts we do at abnormalmapping.com. Or the other podcasts I do. At, um, Molly does audio entropy stuff, but I do Abnormal Mapping uh, with M. We do um, a game club, which is Abnormal Mapping. Titular podcast at thebestgame.club. We have Second Officer Slog, a Star Trek podcast, come in for the final episode of Discovery this week. Uh, and some real book bullshit coming up soon. Hell um, yeah. That is at soundtrackpodcast.space. Uh, there is the Great Gundam Project, which is a Patreon-exclusive podcast for uh, $1 a month subscribers and above. It is at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. We host Fireside Friends. There's another podcast coming up soon. Everything's good. The world is good. We have podcasts. It's all good. <sighs> Let's play the song. Let's get out of here. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Stirred me awake by your ringing phone in time. Where and when would I see her? Crazy were the words that you could pull out your mouth. I stuttered, replacing your face to those words. Where and when would I kill her?
Share the love you shared with others with me. 